Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If this is your first time joining me, Fictionary is a place for you to sit back, relax, and escape reality for a few moments. Today, I am sipping an imaginary glass of champagne to celebrate leaving my old job and starting the new. Yay! Um, I mentioned my big transition last week, and this week it is official. Yes. Um, I'm working from home, and I have to say having my own space with an actual window to look out of is amazing. It's a huge change. And, you know, I loved my old company, but being able to work from home is something I probably wouldn't have imagined before like COVID and the whole pandemic thing. Um, but it's a two thumbs up for me from sure, for sure. Um, I don't know what I just said. That sentence didn't make sense, (laughs) but I give it two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Um, I'm super excited to be working from home and uh, the new job and the the change. It's just, uh, it was needed. Um, it's, it's weird because I'm used to having people around me throughout the day. And I have to say, I 100% miss my work besties. I want to give a shout out to them, Natasha and Caitlin. Um, I love you guys. I love you ladies. And, you know, we need to get together soon for a girl's day. Um, you know, we got to keep up on all the hot goss <laughs> or whatever and chat. And um, I do miss you guys. Um, but on a side note is it is a sign that I'm getting older when girls night wasn't the first thing that came to mind and said, I was like, oh, we should do a girl's day. I mean, <laughs> I mean, aging is like really weird guys. I mean, I feel different in that I know I tend to think things through more carefully, um, than the Dietra of the past. And I am probably a bit more hesitant to just leap into new things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I still feel like me, like I don't feel any different than that 16 year old me who had all these big dreams and aspirations and stuff like that. But I definitely feel like I can process life a lot better than I did then, at least in understanding and things like that. Um, Physically, though, that's another story. Um, I need an exact number of pillows in exact positions when I go to sleep or else I do wake up and I feel like I slept on a bed of boulders. Um, It's pretty ridiculous because I was a person who could literally take a nap on the sidewalk like I've done it and I can't imagine how I did it and survived. Now it's I need my own bed. I need my own setup in order for me to feel really comfortable Another thing, you know, like I've had gray hair since I was 20, but these damn things are really trying to take over my head right now. And I'm not ready for it. Like I will dye my hair every week if I have to, you know, one good thing is fortunately the saying black don't crack, it's living up to the promise. Um, So thank you, Lord, for my precious melanin because my skin still glows and looks wonderful. So I'm grateful for that at least. But anyway, enough of reality, guys. Let's get into our story for today. I did uh, mention last week that uh, we're going to be doing episode two 
of Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks. It's a Kendall Vella episodic story written by author Shantae Oliver. Um, we read episode one in episode seven of Fictionary. Um, so if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, happy birthday and stuff, then I suggest that you stop here and that you go back and listen to that episode first because today we are going to be re-entering the world of hexes, jinxes, and hijinks. And you're going to want to know what happened before so that you can keep up with the story, guys. Come on. Um, you can also go to Kendall Vella if you want and read episodes one, two, three, four, uh, five, all of the episodes that she currently has up and running for those of us that, you know, like to read a story sometimes. And, you know, it's fun. So check it out, guys. But anyway, let's all sit back and enjoy. We're reading from episode two, Eclipses and Ellipses of Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks by Shantae Oliver. You can find it now on Kindle Vela. When I wake up, the world is black. I think I'm awake. Am I awake? My throat is dry and my palms are sweaty. How can a person be dry on the inside and wet on the outside? Being human can be so senseless sometimes. I need to calm down because my breathing is becoming erratic, but the tingling sensation I'm feeling on the back of my neck is telling me to stay alert. My senses are trying to warn me of something. But then again, I do have bad anxiety. Look, I'm just trying to be honest here. I could be in the safest situation and my mind will find things to hyper-focus on and send me down an anxious spiral. This feels different though. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe the good air in. Two, three, four. Let the bad air out. Two, three, four. I repeat the mantra in my head and steady my breathing. I'm hugging myself tightly, trying to give myself extra support as I attempt to calm down my heart. I'm trying my hardest to focus only on my breathing, but the sight of Nick's mouth filling up with boils keeps flashing in my mind, replaying itself like a sick and twisted highlight reel. The more I think about it, my body fills with an out-of-season chill. The sweat from my palms is no longer alone, and soon my whole body is drenched, yet I am shivering. Panic is creeping up within me. I am alone and I am scared. I feel myself at the edge of something. Something is behind me trying to push me over, but I'm fighting. What is happening to me? The only noises around me are the light chattering of my teeth and my erratic breathing. I know I need to get it together. I look around and try to get my wits back. I don't know where I am and what the time is. While looking, my senses slowly come back to me. I realize that what I'm currently laying in feels familiar. I rub my hands along the fabric beneath me, and I immediately know I am home. I would know my quilted comforter anywhere. My grandma had made it for me herself. The stitches that lined each square were etched into my mind. I continue to run my fingers along the stitches and feel myself coming back down to earth. I no longer feel on the edge. I feel rooted in the known. Thank you, Grandma. 
I know that I'm home, but I don't know how I got here. There's a lot to be said for the uneasiness of getting from one place to another without realizing how it happened. Have you ever been driving to a familiar place? You are the driver and it's like you blink and suddenly you're at your destination. I only got my license last year, but I know my hometown, Salem, Virginia, like the back of my hand. I have been pushed around in a stroller here, took my first steps here, rode my first bike here. Now I drive when necessary. I know every street, sidewalk, and area. Anywhere I drive, I barely think about the route I'm taking. I mark the destination in my mind and then I'm off. And somehow I always make it to where I'm going. It's like I'm on autopilot. Therapist said that it's a form of disassociation, whatever. The point of this is to say it can be unnerving. And right now I am extremely unnerved. The last thing I remember is seeing Blake run towards me at the lake. Maybe she got home after I, after I what? I don't think I fainted. I fainted before and usually I can feel myself coming in and out of consciousness when that happens and I have some idea of where I am and who I'm with. Well, enough pondering and overthinking. I know I'm home so I'll simply leave my room, find my mom and ask her what happened. Although by the looks of the sky it's late, she might already be sleeping. Oh well, I need her. I tentatively get out of bed feeling a prickly sensation at my feet as I expose them to the space underneath my bed. I'm going to be a senior in high school after the summer, and yet I still get nervous when my room is dark. I would usually pull myself quickly underneath my covers and hide until the morning, but right now I needed to know what happened to me, so instead I hop down from my bed and run towards the direction of my door. I pull the door open and squeeze my eyes shut. The lights are on throughout the house. The juxtaposition from darkness to brightness is blinding, and I see colorful dots dancing in my eyelids after closing them. I can't understand why it was so bleak and dark in my room if all these lights are on. At the very least, there's usually some spillage of light through the crack at the bottom of my door. It doesn't reach the floor. The dots behind my eyes eventually fade, and now I only see red. I slowly open my eyes and give them a moment to adjust to the lights. I hear voices coming from the kitchen, and once again, I'm filled with a sinking confusion. Why didn't I hear them? The kitchen is not very far from my room. I have spent many nights eavesdropping on my parents during some of their more colorful late-night wine-fueled discussions. I realize that I'm warmer now as well. Stepping into the light must have woken up the last remnants of my sleeping body because the shivers had subsided. My back, which still faces my bedroom, has a chill going up the spine. No, not just a chill. Shards of ice. It feels like someone is taking shards of ice and grazing them along my spine. I run. I run towards the kitchen, towards the familiar voices and away from the ice. When I make it to the kitchen, I slam my hands on the counter and catch my breath. It was a short run and yet I feel so out of breath. My mom and Blake, who are sitting at the kitchen counter, turn towards me with eyes wide with worry and begin to stand up. Lonnie, sweetheart, are you okay? My mom asks. I don't know. I don't know it. What time is it? What happened? 
You passed out at the lake. It was scary. Your eyes rolled to the back of your head and you were gone. I got you in the car and took you to the ER and called your mom. She came and met us there and the hospital gave you fluids and said you were probably dehydrated. You woke up for a little bit and asked to go home. The doctors checked your vitals and said you're fine to go, so I helped your mom bring you home. You've been asleep since and it's been a few hours. It's five right now. Blake blurted out the explanation. Five? Five a.m.? And you guys are up? I asked, not understanding. Five p.m., my mom replied. Then why is it so dark? It's summertime. The sun doesn't go down until nearly eight o'clock. I shout. I'm mad. I don't understand what is going on, and I'm mad about it. There was an eclipse, my mom said. It was so freaky. When you passed out, the sky went dark. The news reported that it was an unexpected total eclipse. That just doesn't happen. Scientists these days can predict when those are going to happen, Blake explained. She seemed unaffected by my previous shouting. She was pretty used to me, and when I don't understand something, I get a little frustrated. She always took the time to make sure I had all of the information so I could bring myself back and calm down. But right now, the information she was giving me just didn't make sense. An eclipse? The end of episode two of Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks. Again, it's available on Kindle Vela. We have a note from the author. Thank you for reading episode two. Episode three is available now. I hope you're enjoying the story. It will continue with weekly updates. Go to ShantaeOliver.com for more information on my books and events. All right, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this story. I want to see what's going to happen. Maybe we'll do a reading of episode three. We'll see how the author feels about it. Um, But in the meantime, you don't have to wait to find out what happens next, guys. Go to Kindle Vela and read Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks by Shantae Oliver. All right, guys, love you. Until next time, keep on reading.